Congratulations, Comic-Con fan. You found Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, a weekly podcast reviewing all the headlines in the world of SDCC. This is Season 2, Episode 31, recorded on Sunday the 21st of June, and three weeks out, there's plenty of talk about, with your host, Leonard Sultana, Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CCI Forum, and we're joined eventually by Mel Shaw from the Forum to talk selfie sticks, studio absences, and Artist Alley, as well as battling through one or two audio issues this episode. This episode is graciously supported by the amazing Dark Bunny Tees. Head to darkbunnytees.com to search through their brilliant range of cool movie-themed t-shirts and hoodies, especially their brand new Game of Thrones Nightwatch gear, which is perfect for the wrapping up of the current season. Welcome to Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. That's myself. My name is Leonard Sultana. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. It's the 21st of June 2015. It is, and I check my uh, dates on this one, 17 days to San Diego Comic Con 2015. Um, we've got three more of these hangouts to go, and then it's the main enchilada. Thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us this uh, morning, afternoon, evening wherever you are and uh, thanks for uh, joining in to talk comic-con don't forget to jump in on the q a of course of the q of the google plus event uh, if there's anything you want to uh, talk about we've got a couple of people in there already uh, hello kitty gun uh, saying hello geeky morning to everyone and um janine lacaro has joined us as well welcoming and saying happy father's day to all you dads out there now i know it's father's day here in the uk um is it father's day for you in the states as well Alyssa? it is absolutely as a matter of fact i've just gotten back from a very full brunch uh this is going to be one of our sdcc toolkits where we do talk about um artist alley uh we're going to be talking about how you can approach artists certainly if there's anything that you have anything to say when it comes to artist alley do you go to artist alley um, is there any tips that you can give in terms of um, approaching artists? Because uh, it is something that we are going to talk about. Okay. Um, other things that we are going to discuss is uh, the, uh, the the Comic-Con news. Uh, so we'll uh, very quickly go to um, Alyssa. What's being talked about on the uh, the forum this week? Um, we're talking, uh, okay, I'm changing gears here. We're talking exclusives. We're talking. Hi, Mel. Hi, Mel. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to figure out how to rejoin. I saw a little green dot that I was supposed to be paying attention to. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I go on, I you were saying. Um, so we're talking exclusives, uh, we're talking, I'm just quickly trying to, to remember the predominant thing, uh, we're, Leonard and I are of course talking about our interviews that we did, um, we're talking last minute hotel availability, uh, there was a few rooms that opened up downtown, they got snapped up pretty quickly, uh, we're talking the the whole technology selfie stick issues that have been going on. And um, anything else that you remember, Mel, that has been talked about on the forum? Well, I'm not, sure, 
what, what did you say before I came back? I mean, of course, everybody's talking about how Sony and Paramount aren't going to have panels. So that leaves out, like, three of the major studios. Um, well, that's something that I'm going to be coming back to because um, yeah. I've been kind of doing a little bit of research into this, and frankly, for two of those, there's not a great deal we're missing. But there's also some questions to ask as well on one of them, so we'll, we will come back to that. Uh, that's that's kind of about it right now. I know that there's been a, a large thread that's been running for quite some time, actually, regarding uh, selfie sticks and um, the, that, that particular uh, issue, because obviously this is something that got announced by uh, Comic-Con uh, about two, three weeks back, um, but now it's been official and people are starting to really um, uh, address it, considering there was a token tip of the day early on this week regarding uh, new technology. Something that we're going to talk about very soon uh, in a second. But first things first, uh, selfie sticks. I mean, what's been the kind of um, the ratio split of being people have been going, thank goodness, let's let's ban this horrible, horrible device, or have people have been going, no, actually, I quite like my selfie stick and I'm going to bring it with me. What's been the general consensus? You would Melissa. pick one thread that I have not been following. You've not been following this thread. I haven't. Been. I, I don't do selfies. So I and so I have you been following it, Matt? Yeah, I follow. I follow pretty much every thread. I don't do <laughs> selfies, but I follow all the threads. And it seems like most of the people on the forum are pretty much um, for the ban, although some aren't. And they like their selfie stick, but they realize why they're banned, you know? And there's just been a lot of, like, the sarcastic talk of, like, what did we do before selfie sticks, you know? Because some people have made these grand exclamations that their con is ruined. How can they take their pictures down? It's like, well, how did you take them up until last year when those things came out, you know? <laughs> Uh, I, think, I mean, my 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 argument against it was, um, well, well, for it, sorry, because I'm absolutely, I'm I'm bringing my selfie stick. It's the way it's. I'm bringing my selfie stick. It's the way it's going to be. Um, is because I'm going to be doing a number of interviews uh, with people, and I'd like that kind of instead of just holding my phone out or my GoPro or something to kind mm -hmm. of like take this to do this interview. I'd rather just have the the selfie stick just provide that kind of that angle, because um, as Alyssa will tell you from uh, doing her live reports from uh, cons, uh, getting the right angle is kind of important. Otherwise, you get up, you know up the shot, up the nostril shots as you're holding your phone down there somewhere. Which Alyssa is a, a master of. She's a master <laughs> of the up the nostril shot. She's. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's been um, certainly something that's been uh, discussed. But certainly for me, one thing that was um, a very interesting announcement was part of that uh, new technology um, post that came out from CCI, which is the streaming of panels. Now, um, two things from that. Number one is something that I it was something I was going to be doing a lot of um, this year because I feel it's something that I can provide as a service, which is the periscoping, the live streaming using your phone as a uh, streaming app, uh, especially for people who perhaps can't get from one end of the uh, convention. It's certainly a technology which I think CCI could have even uh, in introduced 
as an official thing. However, obviously they're wanting to protect their uh, the rights of the, the guests that they've invited. They want to uh, protect the licenses and also the, the content that they're bringing to the, the panels. Um, a lot of people have been kind of um, against this, if anything, because they're also not entirely sure how on earth CCI are going to police it. Because uh, for the vast majority of time, uh, you do see phones up, recording panels, and at the end of the day, it, all it takes is one switch of an app from the phone app, or the camera app, sorry, to Periscope, and you're doing pretty much exactly the same thing. You're just not recording the panels, it's just going streamed out live uh, instead. Um, jump in on the Q&A, people, if, uh, if it's something that you were intending to do. Uh, let us know what, what you thought of this. I mean, what's been the response on the, uh, on the forum? I had kind of thought that the um, that the the new pol the policy was pretty much a, a restating of what was in place um, that you could still record things, um, but that they preferred that you you know just that you didn't stream it. So I mean, so what's the difference between recording it and and uploading it? in an hour, or streaming it directly from the panel. There's not much, I mean, as you pointed out before. So it kind of seemed like an, an almost a non-announcement to me, if that makes, uh, you know, if I, but that's a personal, that's a personal viewpoint, and I have not um, checked on the forum with regard to that. It didn't seem to be a big, a big uh, sticking point for a lot of people. Okay. Um, what's your take on this, Mel? Yeah, I don't mean, to, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot of people have even really keyed in on that part of that announcement and, and, uh, that there is no streaming just for so long. You, you weren't supposed to be recording anyway or, I mean, didn't they always kind of say you weren't allowed to record the whole panel? That you could take pictures? Mm -hmm. But I, I, I have a feeling they always said you couldn't record the whole panel, so streaming is recording. And so, I mean, I guess they're just adding streaming because now with so many high-power cell phones and the technology and the ability to stream, and I guess the difference between doing that and posting it in an hour is the reason people want to be in a panel in the first place because they want to say they were there the very moment the announcement was made. And so if you're streaming, in a sense... Everyone on the internet can be there the very moment. And so there's the difference between you see it an hour later after you already saw it tweeted a million times or you see it right now, too. And I'm guessing Comic-Con would kind of like to be in on that themselves if there was going to be a stream <laughs> sure. and not just have a bunch of cell phones doing it. But, I mean, you were never supposed to record anyway. So, I mean, this just adds in that little notation of streaming just because that's a possibility. Now, sure. but, uh, it does seem to be a reaction towards the uh, the popularity of Periscope, which has um, certainly exploded in the last month or so, uh, providing high quality streaming from a, a phone. Um, I and think I think I sorted of Periscope and Snapchat. It was um, something that uh, was going to be um, on the agenda, and considering that uh, they are going to be setting up their own video on demand service anyway where they do want to kind of have a, a bit a, a tighter leash on that content. Um, I think that's uh, another thing that they 
certainly had in mind, and I can imagine that there was uh, a couple of conversations with the Lionsgate people about uh, can we kind of make sure that this doesn't happen. In addition, yeah, in, in addition, the um, the repop, uh, uh, you know, how, how, that, how the streaming of panels went through, and I think it may be a reaction to the popularity of the repop streaming and the new innovations that they're going through with their own streaming. And perhaps they're wanting to protect their content a little bit. Uh, just to bring it to the, the upper levels. Okay. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, comments uh, on the Q&A. Uh, Carol, uh, Carol Hansen turning around and saying, um, I wouldn't want to be set in a panel behind a forest of selfie sticks. I think that's pretty much what anyone thinks at any concert or live event. Um, and you see YouTube footage of a panel, certainly in something like Paul Hayes and Baldwin 20, you see a number of things going up. Uh, that's there. Uh, Kitty Gunn just turned around and said, I think the selfie stick on the floor or outside snapping stuff from both players is a big deal, but no way Jose during any panels. That I totally understand. Totally agree with that one. Uh, the only thing they say regarding footage is just not to regard, uh, not, uh, not to record the footage, the, uh, the on-screen content. Uh, as it comes, to, when it comes to the actual panels, they don't actually say anything about uh, recording. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I think the next sub subject then um, has been. Uh, let's well, let's roll through them. Let's go through uh, the exclusives um, that has been discussed this week. Um, certainly, the, I think for me, the two big um, stories that came out were uh, the Lego minifig. Uh, the first of their um, uh, free figures that they're going to be handing out to uh, the people who decide to um, get in that line all the way down the marina to claim their minifig. I remember that Alyssa did this last year, and she actually turned around and said that that line actually blitzed through quite quickly. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I was down by the probably close to the Hyatt in one or two of the days that for the Lego minifig pulls. And I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes? Because it's oh, wow. you just walking up to the iPad and, and punching the button and walking away. You either get it or you don't get it. Um, so it's, it's absolutely worth it. The ones that they've announced so far, and I'm going to put the, a link up on the, the, um, on the uh, uh, Q&A section. It, they've announced one minifig, and they've announced, I think, one of the uh, the regular figures, the regular um, figure, uh, sets that, that you can buy. There's a whole thing about that that they recently announced. Sorry, I'm looking through. I'm looking at my other screen here to see if I can get a, a, a link for that uh, minifig that they announced. Um, the uh, this this is the um, the link for the minifig. Okay. This was one. the Captain America. Um, uh, yes. Captain America Falcon uh, minifig, which yes. came out this week. The Sam, the Sam Wilson one, which looks looks really co looks really cool. Um, I don't. We don't know what else is going to be up there. I think there was one other figure that that people have commented. Um, have thought that was going to be there. 
but the primary thing is that um, Lego has moved to doing a ticket pull in the Styles Pavilion. Have you heard this, Leonard? No, this is news to me. Yeah. Um, they, they've, they've gone um, taking it off of the floor and, and moved upstairs. Uh, we don't quite know how it's going to work. I think um, I think what's what we think is going to happen is that you're going to they're going to utilize the iPads that they use for the minifig poll, and you'll go and you'll walk through and you'll punch it and you'll either get your ticket ticket or tickets for the set, which you can then in per- turn purchase downstairs. What this is going to do is keep the exhibitors out of the line. Okay. I've heard that they're going to start doing the ticket pulls. I'm using that as a, a, a lottery thing. Not, you know, just they're going to start doing the lotteries at 7 a.m. Okay. These are all rumors. <laughs> <laughs> it's all rumor until they until they uh, they actually come off and announce it. Did, is that what you, you read the same thing now, right? I read the same. Well, I read the same thing, but I also read about the the other um, exclusive that had been announced, which was the um, uh, Age of Ultron throne room and the right. uh, Dagobah uh, set, the um, uh, the the um, swamp set uh, with the X-wing and mm-hmm. uh, Yoda's hut. Um, so yeah, that's what I, the the Lego news that I've heard. Right, which is gonna it's it's gonna be interesting because moving moving upstairs is uh, I think is key. And I've also heard wild rumors that haven't been substantiated that Funko is gonna be doing a reorganization too. Um, these, in my opinion, Funko and Lego were the two ex- uh, people two booths that really needed it. Attention. So it will be interesting to see whether or not Funko moves upstairs too. I've heard that they're limiting it to the one, one per, uh, one Funko per, per attendee. Yeah. 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 Either attendee that's a question about whether or not it's a line or whether or not they've gone through, you know, they get to go through multiple times and the back of the badge gets stamped. Yeah. Has, has, has there been any Funkos that have actually jumped out at you at no. all? Uh, Mel? Um. I'm not. A lot of times the Funko, their pop exclusives are just a repaint of an already existing one in like a metallic shade. And I usually like the regular one if it's one that I like. And I don't really want the metallic one. So uh, one thing I kind of liked is I'm into their little reaction figures that look like the old Kenner figures from the 70s and 80s, and they've announced, like, there will be a few of those. Uh, they have, like, a Flash unmasked, so, you know, just Barry Allen's face and his Flash suit. I'm kind of into that. Last year I didn't even try for Funko because it is a complete mess, so I'm glad that they say they're going to try to fix that this year. But I just went on Sunday, the last hour of the show, and they had plenty of the little reactions. The pops were all sold out, but I was able to get my Firefly reaction and my Sloth from Goonies. Like, they had plenty of those, and that's what I really liked last year, because most of their pops are just metallic repaints. And if I like a pop, I'd rather just have the normal standard version, usually, than a a metallic repaint. So I don't bother with them. But if they do get their act together and 
Lego kind of evens the playing field, and that leaves Mattel is the last mess on the floor <laughs> that needs to do something about their line, you know, constantly being tapped from the minute the door, you know, an attendee gets in the doors. That's brutal. They're absolutely brutal. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking... Because of the Hot Wheel, Mattel didn't pre-sale their new The Force Awakens Stormtrooper Hot Wheel. That's going to be the only thing exclusive to it. I think at, at Comic Con, it's going to have the special rubber wheels, and it's going to come in a special blister pack to hold with the car on the card. But it wasn't offered in pre-sale, so the only way you're going to be able to get that is on the floor at Comic Con. So that's going to make it worse, I think, than it's ever been because usually everything that you could buy at Comic Con was available for pre-sale, and so. This item wasn't, and it's a Hot Wheel, which are usually one of the most popular things, and it's a Force Awakens Hot Wheel, which everybody's dying for Force Awakens merchandise, so I'm even more scared of the Mattel line this year <laughs> than ever before. Okay, we've got someone who's uh, joined in on the Q&A. This is Janine Licaro. Hello. Uh, no, on Funko, it is one per type of figure, so you could buy all 70 of them, but just one of each. Right. So just to let you know on that. In terms of the actual figures themselves, uh, it, Mel's absolutely right. The vast majority of them are just repaints, uh, or indeed unmasked versions. The Captain America unmasked, the uh, the Flash unmasked, that kind of thing. Um, I think the only one that has really kind of really attracted um, a lot of people's attention is, uh, is actually a couple of the recent ones. The uh, the six inch flop, uh, uh, Mr. Snuffleupagus. That's the one from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> from Sesame Street um, has been uh, uh, attracting a lot of Nuffy. attention. Just call Snuffy. <laughs> Snuffy. There you go. I should have gone that way. And the Once Upon a Time Regina um, character, uh, the figure, has been uh, attracting a lot of attention as well. Um, obviously, we've got another. Um, is it another three more of these to go? Another. Yep. Yeah, another. No, another four. Announcements to go. We've got Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then another Monday. So another four sets of these. So there's still a massive raft of Funko to uh, work your way through. Uh, Jesse Lynn, I really want the uh, Castile pop, but I'm dreading that booth. Uh, I'm going to try my damnedest to get in this year, even if I have to bribe the Lion Capper with Hall H nachos. So uh, that's uh, that. listen. If, if you if you feel that that's what's going to, I'm thinking very similar in the lines of when Ross was trying to get the apartment in Friends. I don't think that the one bunch of flowers is going to quite cut it, um, and I don't think Hall H nachos are going to be uh, your, your friend. So you never know; it might happen. But uh, there we go. Um, is there any Funko fans out there? If you can just. Uh, let us know. Although I don't quite like Dan Berry's response to that. Jesse, hashtag, just say no to Hall H nachos. So there you go. I think we got, we can all I agree. agree. I agree as well. I totally agree. The one one of the areas of exclusives which a lot of people on the forum are looking forward to are the Mondo posters. Uh, there's some question as to how that's all going to work this year. Um, They've, in the past, they've tweeted uh, when they've dropped um, at their booth. It's a small booth on the other side of the con. Uh, so we're, we're waiting to hear 
how how that's all going to work and how those and what posters are going to be announced for that. Uh, but there is a avid strong following for that. I imagine what was like what was for uh, you know Lego years ago. Sure. I think so, the the issue with Mondo is going to be um, very interesting in terms of how they're going to organize their social media and how they're going to organize their booth because um, the, the the growth of Mondo has been pretty much down to one guy, which is Justin Ishmael. Um, he's been the um, the person who's really uh, allowed Mondo to grow to the, the state that it, it, it is. And he left uh, the company about two two weeks ago. So it's going to be somebody else who's going to be taking on their uh, their social media, going to be taking on the way their booth is operated. So no, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Mondo actually perform, not just only at this con, but from here on in. So that's exactly. a, good, it's a, good, it's a good point. Yeah, so that's why I'm Go ahead, Mel. I was just gonna say, I'm curious to see how it goes too without him, because I know, I mean, he was a big part of that. And that Mondo is still a tiny booth. I mean, I looked this year, and they still got their same little bitty booth, and you know, it forms this huge line. The way they sell them, I mean, it's really organized. Like you walk up to a guy, you buy from him, away from the booth, and then you walk to the booth and pick up whatever you bought from him. You know, he just has a little iPad and rings you up. That's how it's been in the past. And I'm curious how they'll do their drops because they've switched it up the past two years. Like two years ago, they announced ahead of time when the drops would be, just not what they were. Like they said, we'll have one at, at open, one at one, one at four, something like that. And you just had to kind of stroll by and see what it was. They put it on display because they said the tweeting, people complained about the tweeting and the mad rush, but then last year they went back to the tweeting, you know, and, and but they announced what the posters were ahead of time. So the previous year you didn't know what the posters were going to be, just what times. Last year you knew what they were going to be, but not when. <laughs> so we'll see what kind of combination they come up with this year. I find sorry, I find Mondo incredibly interesting in terms of how they operate as a company. Like you say, very small booth. Um, I spoke to uh, Justin and a number of the uh, the Mondo guys at uh, Thought Bubble uh, that was held in Leeds um, last November, and I turned around and said, "Would you be interested in coming on the Hangout? Would you be interested in talking to me, uh, taking part in interviews and whatever?" And they just turned up, and the guy just looked at me like my head had just. Uh, come off on a spring or something. It was like, we're just this small bunch of guys out of a, a, a little shop in Texas. We we don't understand. We don't get it. <laughs> we don't, don't understand all this. And I'm going, are you serious? With the, the level of artists that you have, with the, the quality of posters that you generate, and you don't understand how popular you're getting. It, I, 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 find, I found that refreshing. And I found it really kind of, um, I'm not naive, just, I just found that very interesting, the way that that, that reaction was. That's, yeah, so I'll, you're right, um, hopefully we'll be getting some announcement from Mondo soon about what they've got planned. In terms of um, things that we were kind of hoping were going to get announced, but wasn't, um, we were kind of hoping that the Nerd HQ tickets, or at least the app, was going to be updated. I understand that... Um, even the middle of this week, um, Nerd HQ were announcing that uh, the app that they had submitted um, as the update was still under submission for iTunes, which 
like I say, like I said at the top, it's cutting things a little bit fine now. Um, I also find that that app's very awkward in terms of the the conversations for a course uh, tickets are actually just basically a, a portal to the website. Uh, so I'm hoping that that kind of gets updated for mobile um, when the app gets uh, updated. But um, Kitty Gun, uh, the Nerd HQ tickets didn't go on sale as anticipated. I foresee them going on sale after the con announces all the panels. Hang tight. This is not entirely new, uh, purely because um, at the end of the day, panels have to be officially announced. Timetables, availability for guests, that's when you find out kind of where that's all happening. Um, I know that you go to Nerd HQ, don't you, Mel? Who, me? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I went to Nerd HQ last year. Um, I didn't find it the best place to hang out because it was super, super crowded in there, but I know some people like to just go and hang out, but it made me feel kind of claustrophobic and frantic, which... It's kind of weird because I don't mind the show floor inside Comic-Con, so I don't know what the difference is. I guess there wasn't enough in there to make the franticness worth it for me, per se. But I went to the Orphan Black panel at Nerd HQ, and I got to say, nothing compares to those panels. I mean, they're so small and intimate, and it's not it's not like the official CCI panels, I think, where they kind of are more guided in what to say by PR people. They just kind of say whatever, and you never know what can happen, and they don't watch their language as much as I think in, like, the, the Nerd HQ. And the good thing is you can go and watch all of those panels afterward, too, and I think Nerd HQ actually streams I'm just going to say, you panels, can actually watch, so. them, watch them live. They're streamed to their YouTube yeah. channel, absolutely. So you can watch them and, and just see how great they are. And it's just like a really cool like energy being there. Everybody, it really is more like just like conversations. Like they say, you know, conversations for a cause. They're just kind of like hanging out and talking and it doesn't seem as much like of a, a PR type thing. So you get a really different vibe and they're very special. So, I mean, I look forward to them being announced, but I don't have a lot of faith in my luck, I just have the worst luck getting those things that are limited. And last year I got lucky. A forum member helped me out and she got the tickets to Orphan Black and knew that I really wanted them and let, let me buy them from her. So I I really lucked out on that one. But I'm definitely going to be trying this year. I mean, well, you got to try. It's even less seats this time around. It's uh, 200 uh, seats inside the children's uh, museum. Uh, it's it's even there was it 50 seats less than last year. It's going to be hard work to get hold of those uh, uh, hold of those uh, seats. So uh, best of luck if you are uh, going to be up for the Nerd HQ tickets. Um, yeah, we are as soon as the word drops that uh, the app has been updated. Obviously, do keep an eye on the. Uh, uh, the, the social medias, we'll get that out as soon as we possibly can. Uh, Fernando uh, Barago, uh, they do have some of the Nerd HQ guests. If you head to www.thenerdmachine.com slash nerd-hq. So uh, there are a couple of the guests that have been announced by all accounts. I think I may leave it to uh, one of you two to uh, have a look at that uh, site while I'm uh, waffling on. 
Uh, let's see what else. Um, well, I know there was some talk about whether the people is it the are they just talking about the pictures that are on the site? Because some people thought they were just putting pictures up of past guests, and that that didn't necessarily mean those would be this year's guests. But you might be talking about something else. They might have changed it recently, and I just don't know about it. Oh, we'll have a look at that. Okay. Uh, okay, while you're having a look at that, we'll um, move on and look at the, the one of the next subjects uh, on the Q&A and also something we're going to talk about, which is the selling of the Conan tickets. Um, this is for the Conan O'Brien uh, live shows that are going to be taking place at the Spreckles Theatre on Wednesday through uh, Saturday of the con. Um, pretty much your usual Comic-Con... Um, <laughs> State of affairs, the announcement went out, or indeed the email went out uh, to uh, badge holders or to em uh, member ID holders uh, for Comic-Con, at which point uh, the one iota site pretty much took a, a nice big hit of the, 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 the influx of traffic that just suddenly uh, showed up at their door. Um, for a good two hours, uh, it was a case of... No, I think it was a good, for a good five minutes you were able to get... Uh, um, your uh, the the tickets that perhaps that you were after um, beyond that five minutes once everyone dived in the site just pretty much collapsed under the weight. Um, now tickets have started rolling out to uh, to people, although uh, we have got um, some people on the the Q and A. Uh, Robert Malone, I managed to secure tickets for the Wednesday taping of Conan. Uh, tickets start handing out at nine a.m. But when do you think the line will start? I have no idea. I per I have no way of anticipating how this is going to work. Um, I will say that uh, I it's going to be awkward for people to attend Conan um, uh, shows, especially on the Thursday through so uh, Saturday, considering that it is going to take out your entire day. Um, so you better hope that he gets some good guests in and that it's worth the hour and a half, two hours worth of taping that it's going to take to put the show together. Um, it's great that Conan's doing shows, but I think it, I'm just trying to work out if it's a little bit more hassle than it's worth, uh, perhaps. Who knows? Um, if you did get tickets, um, let us know on the Q&A. If you didn't, uh, let's see if we can work out some kind of percentage on how the success rate went, considering that people have been reporting that um, not even putting your member ID in, not putting in the code that you were provided in the email, all of that just almost didn't seem to matter on the actual um, application site. And um, I'm very curious to see how that worked. Um, were either, of you, were either of you two up for the Conan tickets? Did you decide to bother? I did not. No. I did. I tried for Wednesday. Um, I'm still on the wait list because I didn't want to sacrifice my, like you said, it's going to take several hours. People are probably going to start lining up very early in the morning, same day of, for tickets because we know they over-assign the tickets. So, you sure. know, if you show up late, you might not even get in, even if you have a ticket. And so I didn't want to spend a whole day of con doing that. You know, I, I've been to Letterman, so, you know, I've been to a, a cool, you know, show. So it's not like a once-in-a-lifetime chance for me. I'd rather be at Comic-Con. So I tried for Wednesday. I was waitlisted. Um, 
I think a lot of people were interested on in the Wednesday purely because well, they. I thought, well, she doesn't get one week ago, so but um, you know, we didn't get tickets, so now we're still just trying to get a preview night. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people were interested in the Wednesday purely because it is preview night. It's not going to take a massive amount out of your con, but now it's if you are if you were lucky. Hey, let us know how how you did. Um, Liliana Liliana Bruseno, uh, which is a new name uh, on the uh, Q&A. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, uh, Liliana. I was able to get Conan tickets for the Wednesday. Lucky you. Um, I am also doing preview night for the first time this year. Uh, what time will they start handing out badges? Everything seems like it will be extremely tight. I think if you're doing preview night, you may be missing out. Uh, I know that the the official timing of the um, the taping is two o'clock. You may be incredibly lucky to actually watch the taping it's and free. get down in time for um, preview night. Certainly, to have a look around the floor or certainly attend the screenings. But um, I think you're gonna. It's gonna. You're right. It's gonna be incredibly tight for you to do that. So. Okay. Best of luck, I think, is uh, the, the way I can uh, go with that. Okay. Uh, let's have a quick look through the Q&A, see if there's anything else that's uh, jumped forward. I think it's uh, interesting. Sorry. No. I think it's interesting to note that they're using, um, they require the member ID field. To my understanding, this is the first company that's used that. Uh, travel planners hasn't used it. Uh, parking hasn't used it. Um, I, I don't. Is there another company that's ever used required a, a badge to to pre-register for something? I think the closest we've got to actually using the badge is the um, uh, the first night party that takes place at Petco, where you actually need your badge to get in, mm-hmm. um, which yep. is the MTV fandom now. Which, which is cool. It's and it's dis, disheartening to hear that they're not really paying attention to that um, through the ticketing process, which is that's annoying. Sure. That's annoying. Right. Why ask for it if people have been successful without entering that information? Exactly. I mean, like it was a fake out. It was a bluff. <laughs> <laughs> James Olmerson saying, I'm going to be joining the Conan line between 7 and 8 on Wednesday. It's going to be a mad rush, mush, rush of a day with collecting badges and preview night too. <laughs> I thought preview night was supposed to be a nice soft into the, <laughs> it's just easy way into the, into the con. Good grief. And my just... remembrance is that, pre, that preview night they start handing out badges around noon, noon 1 o'clock. So you'll have plenty of time to you know, to get to get your badge and 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 get to to the taping, unless the the queue for the taping is horrendously long. Yeah. Uh, Kitty Gun, my niece got tickets. Doesn't have a badge, and she's in for Saturday. Uh, she's not going to Comic Con either, so it's perfect for her. So there, there we go. go. Spot on. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, I think that's probably the most ideal setup for attending uh, Conan. Uh, Robert Malone, in regards to the Conan tickets, uh, they will be checking the CC badges when they hand out the tickets, or they will be checking for Wednesday showings that you have email confirmation. 
So they're going to kick people out of line who have a who have a Conan ticket and not a badge. Really? <laughs> well, I think they did. I, I think they did say in the email. Someone I think copied in the forum copied the text of the email or quoted it, and it did say that you'll need a badge. And so they replied, "What if it's Wednesday?" And I only have my barcode, and they said you could bring your printout barcode, and that would do. So I guess maybe they are going to check for your badge. So yeah. that should make an interesting long line, long and tedious. Did I say that out loud? Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> You're used to that, Leonard. <laughs> so Sony Paramount. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, well, this is uh, come from a source from uh, Variety, uh, saying that two companies are joining Marvel Studios as not attending San Diego Comic Con this year, which is Sony and Paramount. Um, at which point uh, you then have to, well, I mean, obviously the first reaction that um, a lot of uh, commentators have made was, well, in that case, the party's over. We might as well just. Uh, Pack it all in. If they're not coming, then, well, what's the point? Hollywood's pulling the plug. Let's um, all go to New York Comic Con now because San Diego Comic Con is dead. <laughs> right. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, we kind of knew why Marvel wasn't showing up purely because, well, they don't have the content. They have snippets. They have a possibility of... Um, uh, Cumberbatch coming out on stage. They have a couple of cast members for Doctor Strange, but that's pretty much it. Um, they are currently still filming Civil War uh, at this at the point of uh, Comic Con. They're all going to be in front of the camera, so they they would have to take time out to do that. Um, so that's Marvel. That's fine. We kind of knew that was coming. Right. At which point are we now talking Sony and Paramount? Now, I mean, what's been the reaction on the the, uh, the forum uh, regarding this? Because, I mean, I've got my own speculation, but uh, what's been the forum's reaction? That's a face. I'm in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay. Mel, you've been, you've been watching all the pages. Yes, okay. I do. The person, the person I who actually runs the forum hasn't been paying attention. But uh, you say you've been looking at the, the threads. What's uh, been the reaction? I think, you know, a lot of people kind of agree that you're not missing too much with those, you know, Sony and Paramount, because they didn't really bring much last year. And then, like, you know, speculation on the reasons why. And I mean, apparently, like, you know, a lot of their panels were just half empty. I mean, I guess, like, you know, last year during Paramount, they brought out Christopher Nolan's first time at Comic-Con and brought out Matthew McConaughey for Interstellar, and apparently half of Hall H was empty. Uh, I can I can actually say from full experience of that, I actually walked in uh, yeah. five minutes before that panel started, and I was in the front batch. I joined a couple of friends, yeah, we were we were there front and center. It was walk-in time because at the, the end of the day, Paramount didn't announce anything about what was coming, so right. nobody knew. Right, that's what I say. I don't think it's attendee Comic Con's fault. Paramount marketing handled that oddly. They 
they didn't announce anything for their panel. They didn't even, I, I don't even remember them announcing what movies it would be. It was just some of our upcoming movies. And so there's the speculation. Um, I had to go, I had actually been in Hall H that morning and had to, had to leave, I think. I had, I had walked in on something. Was it on Thursday that they came to? Which was another weird day? Or was it Friday? No, it wasn't Friday, because Friday's the huge day. I think it was Thursday, because we walked right into the DreamWorks panel, which we walked right in, and there was Benedict Cumberbatch and John Malkovich talking about the penguins of Madagascar, and I couldn't believe just Hall H was walking last year on Thursday and Sunday all day long. It was cool to be able to do that, and I'm glad, but I don't know if maybe, like I said, we're getting off track here. I'm getting off track, yeah. but maybe some of those guys decided, hey, we didn't even fill the the panel. We paid these stars and this director. You know, they get paid by the movie company to go down there and, you know, make an appearance at Comic-Con. It's not, you know, totally free. Um, and then as for Sony, someone was saying their panel's the same thing. Like, hardly anybody was in them. And I think uh, a couple of their panels were even in Indigo, so they didn't even rate the convention center last year. Um, like They had, what, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and... Yeah. A couple of other things, but just lackluster attendance. Well, well it says a lot, but, uh, I mean, Interstellar was kind of like the big draw for 2014. Um, a lot of, I mean, like I say, they hadn't announced anything about what films were going to be showing up. It just said to be confirmed or to be announced. So you walked in completely blind. Uh, trust me, when I turned around and I thought that Matthew, uh, when uh, Christopher Nolan was about to come out on stage... I, it blew my mind. Uh, it just I, uh, amazing. However, that's when you have a massive property which has been announced and is on the way. Considering that, looking at the upcoming releases for Paramount, let's uh, go uh, take that company for example. Uh, leading up to next summer, you have uh, Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension, uh, Scouts vs Zombies. Uh, Rings, which is a new uh, chapter in the Ring um, series, Zoolander 2, a untitled Bad Robot film, um, at, at which point, you, yeah, Friday the 13th, the new version, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. That's not the strongest lineup for any company. Um, and Ben Hur, perhaps? But even that sounds like a very strange lineup to even think about bringing to Comic Con. So, yeah, I I can understand why Paramount aren't coming. Now I've got a couple of questions then about Sony. Sony are doing more in terms of distribution this year instead of actual producing. I mean, they have talked about Spider Man. They're not going to be doing anything about that. But two films certainly that they are. Um, bringing in terms of distribution. Hotel Transylvania 2, which are confirmed as coming, they are they are showing up. And The Walk. Now, The Walk is the Joseph Gordon-Levitt film starring Ben Kingsley. And we know Ben Kingsley's in town. So, um, if that's the case, then what are Sony going to bring? Because... At the end of the day, there's not a great deal outside of their own production team or production company which they're actually going to bring. And at the end of the day, Sony, certainly for the last 
eight to twelve months have been against the ropes. Yeah, pretty uh, much. I think all they had, they could actually rock Comic Con if they were to have brought the new James Bond movie. I think because Sony does have Bond, and that would have been huge if they would have brought Daniel Craig and had a uh, a James Bond. That would have been a way to really boost their like profile in the media and buzz. But other than James Bond, I don't know what they. You know, Sony really doesn't. They'll have to wait until their next Spider-Man, which everybody's kind of worn out on their Spider-Man. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking through the Sony lineup. Uh, Goosebumps. Uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. They're coming. So the Columbia stuff's coming. That's but interesting. The, I wonder actual... if they're coming with someone else. Because, yeah, they did announce Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Now, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is a Screen Gems um, uh, co-production. So when we talk about Sony not coming, maybe it is just the pure Sony stuff, but there's not a great deal of that uh, beyond Harry Potter. Is it? No, is that Warner Brothers? That's Warner Brothers. Yeah, no, Sony... Um, because Sony has, like, like you said, Columbia is under them. Yeah. And then the pure Sony stuff, I guess, is just, because they took all the old, the most of the old MGM stuff, so they have Bond and Spider-Man. Yeah, it does get confusing with yeah. some of these movie companies. And who's actually producing it, who's distributing it. You know, a lot of things are Warner Brothers that you didn't even know were Warner Brothers. Sure. I, I just would like to know the answer to the question, why is Ben Kingsley in town? What's he there for? So <laughs> I'm curious to see how that's uh, playing out. As long as we don't have a pixel panel, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> because that film, quite frankly, bores the cack out of me, and it's no, I'm not remotely interested. But and that's that, Sony, right? Everything yeah, that's, out uh, of that's, hand. That's, uh, that's a Sony Columbia again. So, yeah. Okay. Um... Okay. TV? This is where you jump in. It's all you. <laughs> um, some interesting... I was looking at the Sci-Fi Channel uh, is doing an Indigo Ballroom on Saturday. Uh, they, they announced this week uh, Childhood's Ends and 12 Monkeys and The Expanse. That's, that's really been of interest to me. I, I know that a bunch of panels, uh, somebody was talking about the Marvel panel in Ballroom 20 on Friday uh, to me. I, I believe Agent Carter is, is in there. It's uh, uh, sharing with um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep, which, which sounds, uh, they, the person I spoke with was really even uh, debating, uh, do Star Wars, you know, Hall H or, or Ballroom 20 uh, kind of thing. Um, so that's those are the ones that have been announced so far. I'm really looking forward to uh, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, of this week when we get to see all of the smaller panels um, that are going to be announced. So we've had some, a lot of the bigger ones um, for for Marvel and and so forth. But uh, has have any of the smaller panels uh, been of interest to you, Mel or or Leonard? So that have been no. announced so far. The yeah. Not really. Um, I mean, I I tend to like 
the big TV shows. I mean, I wish I could, I mean, I, I wish that they would announce. I have a feeling that I wanted Netflix, uh, I wanted Daredevil to come, but I don't think it's coming because someone posted uh, that the female star, Deborah Ann Wool, someone asked her, I can't wait to see you at Comic-Con, and she replied on Twitter, I'm not going to Comic-Con. So that would indicate to me that Daredevil was not coming to Comic-Con, and I don't think Netflix has ever come. It's like, I think it's time, you know? Like, yeah. their show... I, I, I wanted a Netflix panel. Absolutely. That would be great. I, some of the other uh, shows that they have, too, would be would be a, a natural fit for the con audience, too. Um, this week, we have uh, one of the things that I had wanted to make sure to mention, just to, you know, the DVR alerts for people. Uh, today, we've got uh, BattleBots is starting. Uh, Last Ship uh, premiere is starting today. We've got an HBO, uh, a couple of HBO pilots are, are starting up today. Uh, just in terms of shows that are our are, are season premieres, we've also got uh, Suits on Wednesday. And my favorite, Mr. Robot, uh, which has its first episode on Netflix. I mentioned it last week. is also starting up on Wednesday. Highly recommended show. Um, Under the Dome. Uh, Netflix is doing Between War. It's a season finale. Killjoys is a sci-fi show. Um, I want to see that. Yeah. Uh, BBC Atlantis is starting. If you like the the, <laughs> you know, I kind of it's a fun show. You know, um, AMC Humans is next Sunday. It's a season premiere. Um, eight-part drama uh, takes place in a parallel present when the latest must-haves, etc., etc. So take a take a look at that and, and uh, keep your eyes out for those kinds of things that are happening in the uh, the TV world. I'm I'm a Lost Ship fan, so I'm looking forward to tonight. Gotta, you know, gotta get my um oh. Jane, got to get my Jane fix. Adam Baldwin. <laughs> Adam Baldwin. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's just... uh, well, I had a delightful conversation about Adam Baldwin on Twitter this week, which basically <laughs> made uh, made me ask the question whether anyone actually likes him anymore. Um, well, I... well, yes, because if you follow him on Twitter for an extended period of time, you realize that he's actually quite an, an unpleasant kind of person. Um, he may be a great actor and he may be incredibly personable, but um, he, yeah, he's not, it, <laughs> he's, he's not learning, great. Learning to separate the, the actor and their character from what they can do on screen is critical. I mean, I have zero interest in meeting and in talking with any actor out there. Maybe Ben Kingsley. Harrison Ford, you know, but those kind of people, those would be the only ones that I would want to talk to as actors. <clears throat> you know what? I'm a fan of, Ar- of Harrison Ford. Of course I am. Uh, a massive fan of his work. I don't think you could actually drag me into a room with him because I think he would just, <laughs> he just intimidates the crap out of me. Oh, well, um, the, yeah, the intimidation factor, we'll, we'll, we'll go, we'll go <laughs> forget that. Okay, um, we'll very quickly cover a couple more of the, the smaller panels then. I mean, I'm interested in very much the uh, the ILM 40th anniversary panel. 
which is taking place on Friday uh, in uh, 2 till 3 in room 7B. Um, yeah, the, the, just to very quickly go back that, uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies panel has been announced for the Saturday, so uh, that's of interest. I'm interested in the Blind Spot uh, panel, which is um, uh, the, new, the new series with Jamie Alexander. Um, yeah. Vaguely interested in Childhood's End, but that's purely because I'm an Arthur C. Clarke fan. So I'm curious to see how they're going to even think about taking that on. Um, I am very curious to see any kind of footage or uh, uh, debut of The Expanse. Um, I wasn't overly intrigued. The cast, I mean, apart from Thomas Jane uh, and Kaz Anvar, I think there's not many sort of names that really jump out at people. But considering it is the single most expensive pilot ever produced... And they are uh, produce, They are putting that money into every episode. It's something like five to six million. I think it's five to six million. It's either five to six million per episode, or that first pilot. That's and, insane. And they're doing a screening. Yes, they are. All on screening in the Indigo on Saturday, yeah. four o'clock. Very interested in learning about that. Um, just for our viewers, it's set 200 years in the future after mankind has colonized the solar system. That should be that would be cool. That looks really nice. That's a good one, Leonard. Um, what else is uh, jumping at me? I mean, now in terms of the smaller uh, panels, I quite like the idea of the end bullying panel, which is Chase Masterson. I know she's a, a massive uh, advocate for that particular. Uh, uh, drive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this um, just. Uh, is, it, I think it's all down to now waiting on Thursday. Um, Thursday is when we're going to be getting the Thursday panels. Friday for Friday, Saturday for Saturday. That's how it's going to uh, roll out. So that's so, what's going to be the two can tip for uh, the end of this week. So, so keep next, your eyes open for that. So next show we're going to be talking primarily panels. All going to be about panels next week. Um, hopefully, by the time we are live as well with um, this Sunday show, we will have the full run, uh, including the Sunday. So, uh, I do know that the SDCC blog, I think, are also going to be doing their um, day-to-day uh, panel breakdowns as well. So, do check out the SDCC blog uh, because that's always a, a fun show for when they absolutely do tear apart the nuts and bolts of the whole thing. So, there we go. Right. I have a question for you, Leonard, real quick. You were mentioning uh, Ben Kingsley and what else he could be there for. Sure. And I see that he's coming. Is Disney said whether or not they're bringing anything? Because he's in the Jungle Book, which is due to come out next April. And that has a really stellar cast. So you would think if they were going to bring it to Comic-Con, it'd be now, because it'll be released before next Comic-Con. So any chance of that, do you think? I have just one phrase to say. And that's D23. It I don't know go, if I buy the D23. It's not going to happen. I just don't see Disney bringing anything. Uh, if they if they are willing to pull Marvel Studios, they're willing to pull the lock. Um, no, I, I just don't see it. But so you you agree that that's why you think they pulled Marvel was because of D23? I don't I think, know if I necessarily I think by the time that. they get to D23, they're going to have more to show. 
Sure, um, sure. I mean, I think why not save it up for their own show if they don't have a lot and they can't... Well, cause, I mean, this year the story, I think, really is going to be all the DC stuff. You sure. know, they're going to bring out the Justice League. You know they're going to do it. Like, and that's Suicide their day now. And, yeah. yeah, and Wonder Woman, perhaps. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna knock it. Um, Carol Hansen's turning around. Isn't Kingsley doing something with Chris Hardwick one night? Yes, he is um, lined up to be the special guest for Chris Hardwick's um, Nerdist Live on the Saturday. But something tells me he's not going to be coming in to San Diego just for Chris Hardwick. He, Chris Hardwick's a good draw, but I don't think he's just going to be for Chris Hardwick. That's not what he's going to be just coming into town for. So that's what I think we're trying to uh, to work out. Uh, with these studios not coming, what is left there to show in Hall H on Saturday? It's a great question, and that we'll find out next week. Although we have yet to have Lionsgate, Legendary. Um, anyone else that I'm thinking missing? I'm sure there's a number of... Well, they've announced, they've announced the uh, Hunger Games panel, right? That's going to be on Thursday. And that's Lionsgate, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you could even have studios separating the film, so the, the films they want to bring to separate panels on separate days. So they really could spread out instead of just going, okay, one studio, one day, that's the block, bang. They could actually spread out their content. So yeah, it's all down to next week now. Um, let's see what else we've got on here. Um, isn't there one panel with some Comic-Con bloggers? Yes, but we don't like talking about it. Um, we're moving on. We're, no. <laughs> We've already talked about that a lot. <laughs> we will, and we will talk about it more, but not just yet. <laughs> I want to wait till we actually get a, a time and a room determined. Then I can really go off on one about that. Um, let's see what else we've got. Um, James Ormerson turning around saying, hoping that the rumor for the uh, Conan uh, pop for audience members is true. That advert helped uh, with the three uh, Conan Pops that showed up uh, on the advert. That was rather cool. Who knows? There's four. There's four, so that would match. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a regular Conan, a Batman Conan, a zombie Conan, and uh, I can't remember what the fourth one was, but they're on the trolleys now, too. Oh, wow. the, okay. We saw the trolley go by the other day, and then last night on my way home, the Scream Queens wraps trolley, you know, went above us, you know, over the freeway. So it's getting exciting in San Diego. All the yeah, banners are downtown. I mean, well, someone city. was talking about someone was talking about that. The the banners. Is it just Ant Man, or is there some? Is there another property? I think someone did post a picture of a separate one. There is a there there is another one. They're not just Ant Man. It's something yeah. else. I should have looked around. I was downtown yesterday for the the grand opening of the Art of Comic Con gallery at the library. So I went to that yesterday, and oh, it's bugger. really cool. And I think you guys should all go. It, it won't take too long. It's not huge, but it's really neat. A lot of the original art from the past programs and stuff, and they even have the banners. Got me thinking. There's one whole wall with a bunch of the different banners from over the years that have hung from the street posts. Oh wow! And so. <laughs> Some of those are down there. The original art from the program covers for the past few years. And then a bunch of, like, really... They have some Jack Kirby original stuff he did for the program back in the 70s, but in one of the cases. Like, there's some really cool stuff in there. And I, I, highly can't, recommend I can't decide whether it's going to be literally as I get off the plane 
on the Tuesday, the first thing I do, or I'm going to hang fire until get the con out of the way, and then when I'm doing my tourist thing the week after, I've got to want to see that thing. Because, I mean, I've also, I saw video footage that, I mean, that was the irony as well. Uh, I can't quite remember how to pronounce his surname, but Mark Yerald, uh, who's the treasurer of Comic-Con, um, he was periscoping and live streaming. The irony was not lost on me. Uh, <laughs> he was doing a live uh, periscope uh, of the um, of that particular uh, exhibition, and that back wall with the um, the massive blow up of the Sergio Aragon's uh, cover from the uh, Forty Years of Comic Con is just gorgeous. I can't it's wait. It's huge and gorgeous. And I met him yesterday. He came there and signed. They just took the book cover from that book, and everybody got one, and he signed it. And I asked him, you know, what do you think? And he said it's the most exciting thing ever. He said he's never seen his work blown up, you know, that huge before. And he was he was really happy, you know, I grinning from ear to ear. He always wait. is. He's such a nice guy. <laughs> I cannot wait. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Um, let's uh, very quickly wrap uh, one or two things up before we do um, move on. Um, what we are doing is uh, this: the Hangouts are sponsored by Dark Bunny Tees. Uh, this week they haven't actually provided a dedicated T-shirt for us to give away. Uh, we find out uh, it's kind of like going to be like a mystery T-shirt which they're giving away. But we uh, we did a competition last week, and we gave you the opportunity to uh, tweet in and send in uh, a hashtag, and we would basically randomly sele- select somebody from those. Uh, entries and they would win a promo code uh, which is to the value of one of the tees uh, on the site and you can go on to dartbunnytees.com choose one of the uh, t-shirts and uh, that's the the promo code. We have a promo code which we're going to give away next week I'll tell you more about that at the end but first things first uh, this is uh, the winner for this week congratulations to Neil Williamson who was randomly selected. Uh, He has uh, got himself a promo code. Congratulations, Neil. Uh, You can go on to dartbunnytees.com when we get that code to you. Uh, We'll get hold of Matt from Dart Bunny Tees. And uh, congratulations. I know know Neil, okay? And I know that there could possibly be some accusation of favoritism. It was completely at random, all right? I use a random number generator thing on my iPad. Completely random. Neil, congratulations, you've won the code. Um, what I'm going to do is um, we're going to uh, do a promo code and a T-shirt giveaway uh, at the end of this. Um, basically, we're going to give you a chance to uh, uh, two winners, uh, which we're going to do next week. So there we go. Um, let's go very quickly. Uh, Dan Berry is turning around and talking about on Saturday. Live action titles such as Alice in the Looking Glass and The Jungle Book and films from Marvel and Lucasfilm along with some very special guests take centre stage. What's that from? Dan, you let me know please because uh, where's, where's that been written? Is that a, is that a Disney thing? Because I've not seen that anywhere. So please, oh, that's from the D23 website. Hello. Um, if some, if either of you two could please um, have a quick look through that for me, please. 
and just confirm that. Um, from the D23 website, on Saturday, live-action titles such as Alice Through the Looking Glass and The Jungle Book, and films from uh, Marvel and Lucasfilm, along with some very special guests, take center stage. Basically negating everything I've just said about Disney. So, yes, if someone could just have a look on the D23 website for me, please. That'd be great. Thank you. Website, it said they will be at Comic Con. That's pretty much, yeah. If you could, um, this has come from Dan Berry. If you could uh, have a quick look for that, please, that'd be great. Okay, um, wrapping up the final 15, then, it, and we were going to do a large chunk on this, uh, but obviously, it would have um, been a little bit better when we had uh, guests that were going to be joining us, which were going to be artists to talk about Artist Alley and the best way to approach Artist Alley. Uh, now, um, a large amount of what I'm going to be uh, talking about now is from a website called shortboxed.com, who have done a brilliant guide on approaching artists. Uh, so do check out shortboxed.com uh, for their um, guide on how to do Artist Alley, because um, they've really talked about how um, to approach an artist, um, and also... To, the best way to actually walk into that whole area. Um, but before we do that, I know that Alyssa wants to very quickly talk about um, uh, comics slabbing and uh, collecting, uh, certainly from artists um, at Artist Alley. How, how's that work? Certainly. Um, I just figured that there might be some people out there who were interested in getting some comics slabbed um, that are new to the process. Uh, when you get uh, if you're interested in getting a, a comic signed, it is uh, and witnessed and slabbed by CGC. It's assigned a yellow label, which is different than the normal slabbed uh, blue label comic. Um, which, to do a blue label comic, you would go to the CGC booth, submit it, pay your bill, and they would send it to you in anywhere from two weeks to six months, depending upon the speed, that, how much you're willing to pay. Um, if you want to get it yellow labeled, want to get a signature on it, what you would do, what you need to do is the process is the first thing you do is you go find, uh, go to the artist table and find out when they're signing. If they're signing in the next half an hour, you know, two hours, that, you know, three-hour time frame, go to the CGC booth, say to them, I need a witness. They will assign you a red shirt. The, <laughs> the irony is not lost. There are red shirts. <laughs> that red shirt will come with you, witness the signature. You'll stand in line, witness the signature, and then you'll take that comic back to the CGC booth, where they will fill out the paperwork and you will pay your money. You can leave that ticket open and get multiple books signed. The advantage of getting um, of leaving the ticket open is that uh, you will only have to pay one shipping charge back to you. So, if for anybody that's interested in um, talking to the artist and getting anything preserved and signed at Comic-Con, you, you need to find out where the CGC booth is, and you need to find out when the artist is signing before you get 
before you actually um, go any further with a process. Do not, under any circumstances, get a book signed without a CGC witness. Underline exclamation point. It will, yeah, it will come back as a. a you'll, you'll get an error. Uh, I think a. I forget the term they used, but th there's a term for it which basically says, we don't know who signed this book. So that's the process for anybody, um, for any of the artists in Artist Alley or any of the artists around. For example, um, I'm gonna, I want to try and get uh, a latent signature for a couple of old Valiant comics that I've got. Um, he's in Artist Alley, I sure. think. <laughs> so that should be fairly simple signature to get. I want to get a Storenko signature um, for an old X-Men comic that I've got um, that I'm going to have to crack this flat. I'm going to have to open up my book. It's called Cracking the, the Slab and get him to sign it and get it re-slabbed. Um, in theory, I shouldn't lose any in my grading to be able to do that, but it is a a procedure that you have to follow uh, specifically and exactly. Otherwise, you will um, you'll lose out, basically, uh, on the process. The difficulty comes, getting books signed, the difficulty comes in uh, people like the Kirkmans and the Jim Lees and at, at specific booths. Uh, who are only signing in a specific time frame. Usually Kirkman and, uh, you, no, well, maybe not Kirkman because he's a, a special case um, for signings. But on some of the other booths like a, a Simonson or an IDW, they, they may very well have a CGC person set up there. I know they did for Kieran Gillen when um, he signed at New York Con, and basically you just have to keep, you know, if the CDC guy says to you, there will be somebody there, you have to go to the line, introduce yourself to the red shirt, say, I'm getting the book signed, watch out for me, and um, coordinate with him. So there's a couple of different procedures for it, and I would be more than happy, and I'm sure a number of the comic people would be more than happy to uh, walk anybody who's new to the process through through the procedure. Please hit me up. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed for that. Some great uh, tips on that. Um, when it comes to Artist Alley in terms of actually uh, talking to the artists, um, I wanted to try and get a perspective from the other side of the table, uh, but obviously that involved an artist joining us. Uh, today, I think it was more a case of, uh, I mean, we had uh, two or three people that were said they were willing to join us, and they pretty much bailed pretty much last minute. Uh, it was either because they suddenly realized, hell, it's Father's Day. Um, we've got stuff to do, uh, which is understandable. So, but no, uh, at which point then uh, I can just call on this um, this resource. This is uh, shortbox.com. Uh, very quickly as well, um, I am going to uh, correct something that we did did just say about um, uh, the Disney panel. Uh, that was from Dan Berry. Uh, when you actually put a question on the, or a post on the Q&A, it actually puts it in order of uh, someone collecting it and clicking it. So it actually takes it out of order. Uh, he actually mentioned in the, uh, the quote that he gave, uh, it was actually from the D23 website, but it was about D23. 
So that panel is, uh, that, that appearance is D23. In that case, everything I said about Disney is still right. So there we go. I'm, I'm, I'm semi backpedaling. You're if right. That make, to it. That, if that makes sense. Okay, uh, so to Artist Alley, uh, these were uh, um, suggestions from shortbox.com, and I think they're absolutely uh, spot on in terms of point number one get familiar with your artists. Certainly in terms of you may have um, the, the comic covers that you're wanting signing. Or, um, say, for example, you're wanting to get um, a, a specific artist to uh, do something or draw something for you. But it is also a good idea to actually go to Google Images and just find the guy's face or the girl's face. Uh, basically, get an idea of who you're looking for because there are a lot of people in that artist alley section. So it's a very good idea to at least familiarize yourself with who they are. Um, it's also rather a good idea as if uh, that person has a very interesting name or surname, uh, learn how to say their name correctly. Um, it's always a good way to uh, kind of ingratiate yourself to the, that person, at least say their name right. Um, uh, that's uh, certainly one idea. Uh, the other, uh, number two, is uh, commissions. Um, now, the best way to actually speak to um, an artist prior to that is actually try and find them on Twitter. The vast majority of artists do have Twitters uh, and Twitter accounts. Hit them up and find out if they are doing commissions at Comic-Con, whether it's something that they're arranging prior to Con on their own website and then uh, delivering at the event, or if it's a case of first thing that you uh, you go to when you they open up the doors, if you're going to go and talk to that artist about commissions, check out, uh, actually talk to them on Twitter so you're not going to be disappointed at the, on the day uh, to find out about what their actual arrangement is with uh, commissions. And indeed, if they're doing them at all, I do know there are a number of uh, artists uh, which I have spotted that aren't actually even doing commissions this year purely because they're either too busy or they've already got work on their plate. Let me add to the commissions aspect sure. of that. Um, I would highly, highly, highly recommend uh, having an idea in place beforehand. Um, some of the best commissions that I've seen are mashups. Um, uh, Deadpool, Spider-Man, uh, Wolverine, you know, in, in in different things. So make sure that when you get to the artist table that you've got a good idea about what you want. Um, I was massively disappointed when I said, oh, I just want a, char a character, and I won't name the artist because I was massively unhappy with uh, the commission that I got. How uh, however, that was my own fault because I simply said, oh, I want a character. I want this character. Think of a fun situation for the character that they're known for. Like if you're going uh, approaching an Allard, um, and and uh, or you know have a fun Walking Dead mashup going on, like a a Wolverine uh, zombie, <laughs> that that kind of thing. Those produce the most fun and interesting uh, uh, comics uh, uh, sketches. Sure. Excellent stuff. Great, uh, great suggestion. Um, Mel, is it something that you uh, have done to want? Have you wandered into Artist Alley at all? Um, I have. I like to get autographs of like 
but I don't do the CGC thing. I, you know, I, I just like them for myself, and and I like to be able, if it's someone I really like, to say a few words to them. And I notice sometimes, like at the more setup signings, like at the booths where it's not in Artist Alley, you're kind of rushed, and it's kind of like impersonal and awkward. Some of those signings, but when you do go to a booth and you get a chance to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, booths are a lot better. Think of something like, to ask them. Think of something you can talk to them about. So, you know, it's not as awkward where you're just kind of standing there staring at them and they look at you and they sign it. Because, I mean, I'm sure there's a million things you want to ask and sometimes if you haven't thought of it in that moment, if you're kind of starstruck or overwhelmed, you'll forget what you wanted to ask them at all or what you wanted to say. So I would suggest, like, you know, Come up with a couple of questions for them. I'm sure there's something you've always wanted to know, or there, you know, if it's if it's a writer, there's a storyline that you really like appreciated and you wanted to know something about, or if it's a an artist, you know, with a certain panel or something that you loved and you wanted to know, how did you come up with that, or where did you get that idea, or you know, think of something to say to them because that's your chance. You know, you read their books and buy them and, you know, surround yourselves with them, and so there's your chance to say something to them if you want. So, so that's what I would say, because I'm guilty of not thinking of something beforehand and just kind of standing there like a deer in headlights, and then later being like, oh man, like, why didn't I ask him this, or I, why didn't I say this? So I would try to think of something if you know you're going to go meet someone and get something signed. Think of something you might want to say to them or ask them. Good suggestion. Excellent stuff. Um, other suggestions from the shortbox.com uh, site, which I, like I say, I, I think are just really good suggestions. In terms of um, actually trying to track down specific artists, that's one thing. But the thing about Artist Alley is it's a lot of talent in one area, which really is a case of talent that you may not know about. So do get the opportunity, if you can, to actually schedule some time to actually walk around Artist Alley and discover new stuff. Um, you may discover a, an artist that um, you've just never heard of before. You may discover, you may have seen someone's art on, say, um, a blog post or a Reddit post or somewhere, uh, and you've just it's just been kind of like a piece of abstract art for you, and then the person is there exhibiting at Artist Alley, go up and talk to them and find out about this, your, possibly about your new favorite artist. One of the things I love to do uh, with that is to, want, when I'm wandering through, I go through all of the sketchbooks that they have. A lot of times they'll have uh, pages of art that they've done for uh, different con- uh, comics. And I love just flipping through those books those, those are really, you can get a good sense of, of the artist by looking at the multitude of pages that they've produced. So highly recommended. Sure. Um, and I think last but not least on the Q&A is actually uh, a, a very good point that's uh, being brought up by uh, uh, one of our uh, commenters. I believe it was, uh, was, it? It was down. David Anthony. I think it was Anthony, wasn't it? And I think I've accidentally clicked it, so it's uh, moved on. But basically, what it says is some artists have specific pickup times for commissions, which is very awkward if you have other plans. Plus, and this is a highly 
good point. <laughs> Their lists fill up very quickly. So um, a lot of times I will get a VIP ticket for the Repop shows simply so that I can get a commission. If I wanted to get a commission, that would be my first stop would be to, to the commission table. Um, at San Diego, instead of doing the swag run, you're going to have to go find your artist. There you go. I do have a question for you, Leonard. Sure. And um, in the interviews that uh, Crazy for Comic-Con did of us, <laughs> I had to bring it up. <laughs> um, that they uh, that he was so kind to do um, profiling of both you and myself for the the Wrath of Khan bloggers panel that's coming up. Um, what what did you forget to say? I know I've got two points that I am beating myself up that I uh, that I did not mention. What did you not mention in? Uh, <laughs> No, I, I think I was pretty good. Um, I don't. I can't think of anything that I didn't. See. So, but no, I, I think I think a lot. A lot. No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with my. Okay. Go on, then. What did you? What did you? What did you? Do? <laughs> uh, the two thing. Uh, the two things that I I forgot to say was. Uh, Tony kept asking me about uh, my background in uh, the geek culture, and I completely spaced on mentioning that I was an avid sci-fi reader from from you know watch T the Star Trek TOS with my dad and and hardcore sci-fi reader like from the get-go of Asimov and Clark and and Lem and and all of those guys like from all through grade school and high school and and I I just I don't know what I was thinking when I didn't mention that I was like shoot myself um, okay. the other the other thing that I had really wanted to say uh, with regards to the forum was that it was um, it's a uh, uh, working anarchy and and you know everybody does what they can do and and it all comes together and and people have fun so yeah, it's fascinating hearing where people came from because we all know each other with this um, this persona and don't really understand uh, the what else goes on in our real life. So there we go. Thank you very much indeed for joining us today. I know it's been a little bit longer than our usual episode, but a lot of stuff to talk about as we do talk about the big uh, announcements of all the panels. Um, Thursday is when all that kind of technically drops two weeks out from uh, Comic-Con 2015, and we'll be doing the full panel breakdown next uh, next Sunday. Do take care, have yourself a fun seven days, and we'll have you next Sunday. We'll talk on the cover of two coming in San Diego. Take care. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. See you next time.